First you buy an old second hand amp with the knob that sticks You plug a cheap fender in, then you crank it to ten And you learn a few haggard licks Then you play every day for oh, about nine or ten years Writing songs for your girl and blowing all your money on Good gear. morning, sweet, beautiful Texas. That's the music of Zane Talk Williams kicking things off for us church. on the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Hoff Power Polaris and Chevy Silverado. I'm Cable Smith. So glad to be here with you this weekend as we are talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies. And man, oh man, we've got a great show lined up for you today. So you know the drill, <laughs> pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that old beat-up thermos that you carry around deer camp. Pull up your camp stool just a little closer to the old campfire here because we've got a lot to get into and not a lot of time to do it. And off the top, we will talk some catfish fishing uh, with Brian Smith of Athens, Texas. Brian recently caught, and by recently I mean two weeks ago, uh, he caught a 20-pound channel catfish uh which the most impressive thing was he caught it on his fly rod it's a new texas state record and uh brian has developed a very scientific technique to catching big catfish on his fly rod and he's going to tell us all about that coming up here momentarily then a real treat and uh, something that i've been looking forward to for a long time we've got carl malone that's right the mailman joins us as uh, not only is he an NBA Hall of Famer and having scored the second most points in NBA history, uh, his on-the-court achievements speak for themselves, but Carl is also a passionate outdoorsman. He has been his entire life, and uh, I'll tell you what, he's got some redneck in him. <laughs> We're going to have a good time cutting up with Carl in, in just a little bit. Uh, then we'll round out the show by visiting with a longtime friend. He joins us every spring to talk about duck nesting conditions because that directly affects how many ducks we will see down here in Texas come November. Uh, so we'll talk nest conditions, fall flight, even predator control with Delta Waterfowl Vice President of U.S. Policy John Devney coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, so that's what's on the docket for today. Should be a good one. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, one other thing to mention here, maybe a couple things actually, don't forget, our June photo contest is underway. We are accepting outdoor photos, and our grand prize for June is an overnight hog hunt at Cox Wildlife Ranch. You'll be joining me, and hopefully we will get on some Texas swine at, uh, at Cox Wildlife Ranch down there in Jack County. Should be a good time. Send in those outdoor photos to Cable at LoneStarOutdoorShow.com. And don't forget that uh, our 12 monthly winners will square off for our 2013 grand prize photo of the year hunt package which will be an exotic buck and spring turkey hunt down at Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. It's an absolutely amazing ranch. Uh, I've been able to harvest a couple black bucks there and our 2012 photo contest grand prize winner actually shot a 30-inch axis buck down there as part of the 2012 grand prize hunt. So send in those outdoor photos. Uh, last thing to mention, don't forget, all of our shows are available for free on iTunes. If you want to check them out, maybe take them with you in your truck. Listen to them on the way to the lake this summer. Well, let's knock out a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear the epic tale of a 20-pound state record channel catfish caught on a fly rod. It's Brian Smith coming up after the break, only on the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Welcome to Texas. Don't anybody get me wrong. We're glad y'all came to see us. Now don't forget to go back home. Hey y'all, Cable Smith here to remind you about Game Guard, the official camo of the Lone Star State and the Lone Star Outdoors show. So whether I'm on the water or in the woods, Game Guard is the name I trust. Hitting the lake for the spring crappie spawn? Choose from 13 different colors in the microfiber vent back fishing shirt. These high quality feather light shirts offer unmatched comfort and performance. And my favorite part, they are virtually wrinkle free, ideal for the outdoorsman or woman on the go. 
Maybe you're headed out to chase a big gobbler this season. Well, GameGuard's full line of outerwear is Texas Tough, made by Texas hunters for the Texas hunter. So do yourself a favor and visit GameGuard.net for all your hunting and fishing apparel needs. GameGuard, the official camo of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Manly Rods. Get your hands on one. The Manly Rods Adjust-A-Butt system is the most revolutionary fishing product on the market today. This amazing system increases backbone strength, heightens sensitivity, and allows the fishing rod butt to be adjusted to any desired length. The patent-pendant Adjust-A-Butt system is standard on all Manly Rods and available to custom rod builders, which means endless customization possibilities for all you fishermen and fisherwomen. Check out ManlyRods.com. Manly Rods. Feel the difference. Hey everybody, this is Brian Spagnol from TexasMotorCars.com. I'm here today to tell you about the best place in Texas to shop for your next vehicle. TexasMotorCars.com is a family-owned and operated business located in Addison, Texas. We have a huge inventory of pre-owned vehicles and specialize in trucks and SUVs. Please visit TexasMotorCars.com today. Come see me, Brian Spagnola. Our phone number is 972-481-1660. <laughs> We all need a friend in the gun business, and that's why you should check out B&S Guns. Family owned and operated since 1987, we offer a lifetime warranty on all firearm purchases. At B&S, we have a gunsmith on staff at all times, and our 5,000 square foot building contains all your hunting and firearm needs. Open seven days a week, we specialize in Nikon, Leopold, Browning, Remington, Swarovski, Benelli, Zeiss, and many more. Conveniently located in Garland, call 972-226-1816 or visit bsgunstore.com. That's bsgunstore.com. All right, listen up, all you Texas outdoorsmen and women. SDS Outdoors is a top-tier manufacturer and distributor of high-quality, feature-rich luxury outdoor products. Their product lines include luxury deer blinds, deer blind windows, gun range towers, bow fishing boats, and a whole lot more. Call SDS Outdoors at 214-551-1530 or check them out online at www.sdsoutdoors.com. Chevy Silverado has been recognized by Vincentric for lowest total cost of ownership of any full-size pickup. Based on factors like depreciation, fuel, and maintenance, visit your local Chevy dealer to find out why the Silverado is a smart choice. Based on Vincentric U.S. 2012 model level analysis. Hi, I'm Lee Lukoski. And I'm Tiffany Lukoski, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Just cutting my ass in the copper heads. For some strange reason I feel you can say I know the way by heart Through the stumps and in the dark One way in and that's by boat That'll get you back All right, Cable Smith here Welcoming everybody back to the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoors show Powered by Hoff Power Polaris and Chevy Silverado Thank you so much for joining me this morning As we are talking outdoors for the next hour or so um, Before I bring on our first guest today this segment is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Light, the national beer of Texas and the official beer of our show. With that Texas summer heat having arrived, it's the perfect way to celebrate a great day spent out on the water. Lone Star Light, the official beer of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Well, without further delay, uh, let's go ahead and talk some fishing here with an angler who just set a new Texas state record for channel catfish and you won't believe how he did it. It's my pleasure to welcome Athens, Texas native, Brian Smith, to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to visit with you, and we're going to talk about this state record catfish that you caught here in a second. But first of all, I know that you volunteer at the uh, Freshwater Fisheries Center down there in Athens. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what exactly you do? Yeah, well, I'm a volunteer up there, uh -huh. and I work in the uh, casting department, which is... We help anglers, children, and adults that don't know how to fish, fish. Um, I do teach fly fishing up there, but I don't. the state doesn't do that regularly. It's only on certain events. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but we, we participate in the, to teach kids how to fish. Mostly we get school groups that come in. We teach schools how to fish. That's, that's pretty much our jo my job up there is just as a, a fishing instructor, basically. Awesome. Well, I certainly applaud you for devoting your time to help others learn how to fish. Um, Brian, how long have you been an avid fly fisherman? I started fly fishing right at about two years ago, and I didn't know a lot about it. I actually learned, taught myself how mm -hmm. to fly fish. 
Awesome. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. I think I've been fly fishing for three years, uh-huh. mostly for trout, you know, in New Mexico and Oklahoma. Uh, right now, I'm obsessed with trying to catch my first largemouth on my fly rod. Uh, I know that you're a, a seasoned veteran of that as well, so we might have to do a whole nother interview on that because today we are talking about your state record channel catfish, which you pulled out of Lake Zebco there at the uh, Texas Freshwater Fishery Center a couple weeks ago, and you've developed a very unique way to target catfish with your fly rod. And Brian, I'm going to let you explain that technique to us right now because it's a it's a very scientific, cool method that you're using. Yeah, that day I I was specifically targeting catfish. I um I read an article on the internet a long time ago about how catfish feed, particularly on regurgitated fish, especially predatory catfish like channel cats they're a little bit more predatory than blues Mm -hmm. so to say and they had talked about how when a sand bass and largemouth bass school on feeding fish they'll corner them and school them they'll feed so much that they'll begin to regurgitate fish and the fish that are regurgitated that fall down to the bottom a lot of your slower predatory fish will pick them up Mm. especially catfish they're one of the most notorious for doing it Uh so essentially that's what i recreate i recreate a fallen prey or a fish, doesn't actually have to be under a school of fish, but when the catfish see it falling, they usually just, they don't second guess it, they just hit it. Right. If you were fishing at a lake, you would look for schooling fish. And although it, it, you would get strikes from other fish, but if you were around, fishing around a school, you would you would specifically hit catfish. Because okay. they will school underneath the regurgitated fish. Very interesting. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. And now, I know that you tie your own flies, so what kind of fly were you using that day? Yeah, I do tie my own flies, and I use a woolly bugger. It's um, that's a world-famous fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have used it for everything from bass to trout, trout to yeah. steelheads, catfish. But anyways, it, it imitates a bait fish or a leech. or it, it imitates so much. With the way that fly is designed, it can almost imitate anything in the water. I use a white pattern because it's dark water down here, and most bait fish are white in color, shad or, or minnow, so I use a white. And a lot of times I'll use purple, and the purple, it just works for me. I don't know why. I don't know what it imitates, but I catch a lot of catfish on a purple and white woolly bugger. I balance the woolly bugger so when it falls, it falls almost similar to a slab bait, mm-hmm. like a regular conventional slab that would, it would kind of rock as it falls. That's how I design my woolly buggers. That way they don't fall head first or tail first. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can use clouser minnows or contour minnows. Um, they don't fall as accurately, though, so I don't use them. I use pretty much woolly buggers, and that's it. Okay, and I believe you were using a size 8 hook and an 8-weight uh, fly rod. I was using an 8-weight. Um, my 8-weight is a G. Loomis Experience fly rod. I use an 8-weight because I'm targeting bigger fish. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you could you know you could surely catch them with a five weight or a four weight or something, but you know if you're casting in longer distances, I was casting sixty to eighty feet and into deeper water at the pond or the Lake Zepco, and um, I use a bigger rod because when you throw a bigger fly, like I use tend to use a size four to a size eight, preferably use an eight. It's smaller, you'll catch smaller catfish as well. Um, you can cast a lot further distance with an eight weight fly rod. Okay, and for anyone out there not familiar with fly fishing, um, you tie on a tippet to the end of your leader, and that is actually what you tie the fly on to. And, and Brian, uh, you were using what a 10-pound tippet that day? 10-pound tippet, yeah, 0x. It is a little bit harder, you know, when you catch a 20-pound fish on a 10-pound tippet, but it's yeah. the thrill of fly fishing. No doubt about it, man. And I imagine when you hooked this catfish – it felt like you had to be dragging the bottom of the lake. Yeah, he. Um, when I originally cast out there, I, sometimes I'll use a strike indicator. Um, if you're familiar with that or the listeners are familiar uh-huh. with that. A lot of fly fishermen use strike indicators. But this time I was not. Um, catfish, they'll bite and run. They don't, they don't pick at it. And, you know, when that line hit the water and folded out and it sank probably about 12 inches, I mean, that float line just took off at another angle. Then I just stripped it to set the hook. Mm-hmm. Of course, when I hooked him, you know, I knew he was, I knew he was big. I didn't know he was state record big, <laughs> but I knew he was, 
over five pounds for sure. Man, I can't imagine hooking into a, a twenty-pound fish with a with an eight-weight fly rod. I mean, that's still light tackle. That's bigger than anything I've ever caught on a fly rod for sure. Uh, so, how long did it take you to get that fish in? Probably about twenty, twenty-five minutes. He, um, when I originally hooked him, he went. He tried to go to deeper water. I tied, I tied my drag because with fly rods, you know, I have a hundred yards of backing, hundred feet of fly line, you know, and maybe a 12 foot leader slash tippet. So tightened it up and he, he didn't, he tried to go to deep water and he turned back and he went back into the shallow water and tried to get into some holes underneath the docks. Yeah. And there's just no brush there for him to tangle on. And he, then he went into real shallow water and got into some weeds. Luckily he got himself out of the weeds and we, he kind of just went back and forth along the docks and deeper water and back and forth. And, I got him at one point close to me, and I guess when he realized he was that close, he bolted off again. <laughs> you know, and I, of course, I had my drag system low where that 10 pound tippet wouldn't break, but it took about 20 minutes to land him. And of course, I was so afraid to pull him up with my rod, I just pulled him into the shallows and went into the water and pulled him out. Don't want to risk losing him. Well, uh, no. <laughs> well, we were talking off the air. Um, during the commercial break, and, and we talked about how a lot of people think it's a blue cat. And, you know, I know that it's not, and, and there's a very scientific way that to tell, if, you know, which species it is. But I tell you what, man, when, when those channels get that big, they almost look like a, a blue cat. They they absolutely do. They um, Especially when they get in shallow water, they get tan. And mm-hmm. when they get tan, they start to really have the same coloration or dark coloration of a blue and it's extremely hard to tell the difference. And most biologists will tell you you cannot tell the difference by looking at it, Yeah. especially when they get that big. The only way to tell the physical difference in those fish is to count the anal fins. There's spines in it. And if it has 30 or more, it's a high fin blue. If it has 30 or less, it's a channel catfish. And the one I particularly caught was counted by three people, and each one came up with 26 spines. So there you go for any of the naysayers out there who still want to say, oh, that's a blue cat. Well, no, it's not. And Brian, this fish broke six records when you add them all up. Of course, the most prestigious being the state record channel cat on a fly rod. And it also qualified as your fourth big fish award. And that's determined by the state of Texas. Once you get five different species that qualify for the big fish award, um, that means that you become an elite angler, as determined by the state of Texas, and uh, that's a very high honor. I have four of the five now, and all of mine are on fly rods. Uh huh. Wow. Um, I've I've I used to conventional fish when I was younger, and I completely went away from it. Yeah. Nothing but fly fishing now, and you know I told myself I said I don't want I want to set a record because most people do not believe that you can catch fish like that on a fly rod. When I was younger, and my my dad, he used to stereotype fly fishing with trout, and that's what I did. Salmon, trout, that's that's fly fishing. No yeah. largemouth bass, catfish, you know, Appaloosas, sand bass. That's that's conventional gear. I personally never, but there's fly fishermen that fish for sharks and marlins with yeah. fly fishing gear. It's different, but it's possible to catch everything yeah. with a fly rod. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Well, hey, man, you've got four out of the five uh, Big Fish Awards needed to get that elite angler status. I'm not sure anyone's ever done all five on just a fly rod. So I'm sure you already have it picked out, man. What is that next species that you're targeting uh, to try to get that fifth Big Fish Award and become an elite angler? Um, to be honest with you, the one I want is alligator gar. Nice. Um, I believe they have to be 60 inches. I live close to the Trinity River. And I'm trying to now set the state record for the alligator gar on the Trinity River. Nice. Well, Brian, congrats again on your state record channel catfish. Uh, it's been a pleasure visiting with you. I've learned a lot. Uh, we'll have to do it again because I need all the help I can get catching a largemouth with my fly rod. We'll do this again sometime soon. And, and hopefully uh, you'll be the proud owner of a new Texas state record alligator gar with a fly rod as well. <laughs> Well, thank you. I hope so, too. So there he goes, Brian Smith of Athens, Texas. Uh, Let's knock out a quick break when we come back. 
a very special treat as we are joined by NBA legend and Hall of Famer. Uh, he's about as big a redneck as you're going to find and damn proud of it. An avid outdoorsman. It's the mailman, Carl Malone, coming up only on the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoors show. Watch those cotton candy clouds go by And they know why I live beneath these western skies Baskins, your Western and workwear headquarters has all of the latest in Western clothing. Come on in to find the hottest styles of jeans, boots, hats, and belts from your favorite Western brands. Be sure to check out our great lineup of Wrangler fashions. Baskins is a Wrangler PRCA dealer with a full selection of your favorite Wrangler jeans and shirts. Also, check out Baskins' selection of workwear and flame-resistant clothing. Go to Baskins.com for all locations and store information. And check us out on Facebook for monthly contests. Baskins, Western, and Workwear. Need to buy a trailer? Well, Big Tex Trailers is DFW's number one source for trailers. In addition to utility trailers, we have the largest selection of cargoes anywhere. CM Cargoes, Wells Cargoes, Hallmark, Cargo Craft, and Pace. You want it? We got it. Come and get it. Call 972-501-0200 or go to BigTexDFW.com. That's Big Tex Trailers, tough as a Texas Longhorn. Cable Smith here for Magnolite, a Texas-based lighting company that's been outfitting the United States military since the 1960s. Over the past decade, Magnolite has continued to support our troops, but now they have over 200 lights ideal for your hunting and fishing needs, like the 35-watt HID camouflage Go Light Striker with handheld remote. That's 15 million candle power in the palm of your hand, ideal for predator and hog hunting. They also have remote-controlled floodlights, feeder lights, and LED boat lights. So go Texan and go Magnolite. Check them out at www.magnolite.com for all your outdoor lighting needs. If you're in the market for a firearm, you need to know about STI International. Based out of Georgetown, Texas, they're 100% employee-owned and offer the best warranty and customer service in the business. STI is renowned worldwide for exceptional fit and function. The patented 2011 high-capacity system proved so successful in shooting competitions that over 80% of competitors used STI guns or pistols built on STI frames at the USPSA National Championships. To see their full line of premier pistols, visit STIguns.com or check them out on Facebook at STI Firearms. STI, the continuing evolution of the 1911. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Frisco Gun Club is a one-of-a-kind facility offering a luxury gun range, club, and retail pro shop, selling firearms, ammo, accessories, and apparel. With 36 handgun lanes and full rifle lanes, it's the largest indoor range in the country. Gunsmiths are on-site, and CHL and safety training classes are available. Frisco Gun Club is open to the public and has a variety of annual memberships from entry level to private VIP club complete with full bar, cigar room, and upscale dining. Call 855-FRISCO-CLUB. That's 855-FRISCO-CLUB or visit FriscoGun.com. Opening summer 2013. Now you shake me off like the dust your boots are wearing. The leather soft, get on cold and fast. Makes me cough till I feel my lungs are tearing. I'll never rest in. Great stuff there from John Hyatt bringing us back on the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show powered by Chevy Silverado and Hoff Power Polaris. I'm Cable Smith. So good to be here talking hunting and fishing with you all this morning. And uh, we're about to be joined by one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But first, I want to remind you all to get to the Cabela's Father's Day sale now through June 16th. You'll find great deals, including the GoPro Hero 3 HD Adventure Camera for just $399.99. Plus 25% off a wide selection of men's apparel, 30% off Cabela's Pro Guide spinning and casting rods, and 15% off Cabela's Rugged Outdoor Furniture Collection. Plus 8 a.m. doorbusters this weekend. Shop in-store or at cabelas.com. Well, let's go ahead and bring on the mailman. (laughs) He's a 14-time NBA All-Star. He's a two-time NBA MVP. He's won two Olympic gold medals and was a member of the original 1992 Dream Team. 
He scored the second most points in NBA history. Oh, and did I mention that he's as big an outdoorsman as any one of us out there? Carl Malone, thanks for dropping in. Oh, you're more than welcome there. How are you doing? Oh, Carl, I can't complain, man. (laughs) Doing what I love to do, talking hunting and fishing. And we are certainly glad to have you on the show. It's it's not every day that we get to visit with one of the greatest power forwards ever to lace up a pair of high tops. Well, I, I, I hope so, but how about this, though? How did you get that name, Cable, right? <laughs> it is uh... a... <laughs> I, I guess you got to... Let's, let's start by telling our listeners how you got that name, Cable. <laughs> it is, uh, it's from a late 70s Western called The Ballad of Cable Hogue, which my dad was really into watching Westerns, and uh, the, main, the main character's name was Cable Hogue. And, and don't, don't rent it, because I bought it off eBay. It wasn't very good. Well, well, look, look. Let's let's just say the name is pretty. It's pretty interesting because when my when my when my lady told me that I was going to be speaking to Cable, I was like, uh, "Am I on Cable?" She said, "No, you're speaking to Cable." I was like, "Okay." In all of my years, which is young years, fifty years, I've never met a Cable, so that's a good deal. So anyway, no, but you know what? It's a pleasure being on your show, Cable. Uh, like I said, I. Texas is one of my favorite places to hunt. Uh, I, I, and let's let's go back and say this: I was a decent athlete, basketball player. Let me allow myself to introduce myself to the to your listeners. But I'm one of the best outdoorsmen in the world. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we got that straight now. I was a decent athlete, but I'm gonna say I'm one of the best outdoorsmen in the world. You awesome. know? So anyway, so so anyway, now we can get on. As they would say in the country, no one get on with our rat killing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, who is responsible for instilling a passion in the outdoors in you? Uh, I would say my mother, Shirley Jackson Malone, and my grandpa was uh, Leonard Jackson. They started me off at an early age when I was like three or four years old, uh, going squirrel hunting and uh, fishing uh, for brim, a bluegill on the nest and brim. Uh, at one of my favorite lakes, which is over here in North Louisiana, Lake Darbone. And uh, they they got me in, uh, interested in it. And it's amazing now, Cable, that we're talking about this because I've been blessed and fortunate enough to go to Africa, got a cabin in Alaska that I spent time with, and a lot of big game hunting. But my all-time favorite to this day is squirrel hunt with my two, uh, my two squirrel dogs and brim fishing for bluegill and chinky pen on the nest. It's still to this day. Everybody say, what's your favorite hunting? What if the hunting God so you can't hunt or fish for one different species from now on? I said, give me my squirrel hunting with my dogs and give me the bluegill and chinky pen on the nest, and I will be <laughs> happy as a lark. So they instilled it in me, Cable, but what I always try to do now is always continue to be thankful that, that I have places to hunt and also, never forget that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to to have a lot of fun on in the great outdoors. And and it's not really about cable, the bag of the animal, how many, uh, how big the fish, and all of that. It's really to me is about being out in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love it, and I got a passion for it. So it's not really how big the animal, what is score, how big was the fish. It's me being out there with, with family. And friends, and that's that's why I love it to this day. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I actually took out my fly rod uh, this week and uh, did a little bluegill fishing just right around here in the DFW area. And I tell you what, those fish weren't very big, but it, it took me back to my childhood and, and my brother and I, you know, with a couple cane poles going down to the creek behind my parents' house uh, with a hot dog or, or maybe a couple strips of bacon. And, man, we'd catch the heck out of bluegills and crawdads, and, and there's nothing like seeing the look on a youngster's face when they catch that first bluegill. And, Carl, I know that you're very passionate about getting kiddos involved in the outdoors uh, as, as you've got a youth conservation initiative that you started, and, and I'm going to let you tell us about that. Well, okay, but what I started a long time ago, I started a youth uh, initiative for getting uh, uh, inner-city kids interested in fishing, and uh, I had a, a, a friend of mine in Utah that we started that program, and we've been able to send kids turkey hunting as well as uh, some elk hunting and deer hunting. And I started doing that because, you know, Cable, we get so we, – we're to the point in life now 
with all the outdoor stuff, we're getting so commercialized. You know, we, you know, we, we we're so caught up in how much the hunt costs, how big the animal, how big the fish. And to me, I always try to put that spin on. If you didn't have, if you wasn't blessed and fortunate enough to have a lot of money, what mm-hmm. kind of things can you hunt and fish that don't take a lot of money? And it's always go back to the small things that I hunted as a little boy. Now, look, you don't need a $10,000 squirrel dog to go steal hunt for squirrels. <laughs> you don't need a, 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 a Benelli uh, automatic uh, shotgun. You can use a twenty two. you know. So, uh, you know, uh, bluegill. You know, yeah, we can use fly rods, or we can get crickets and warren in the cane pole, you know. So it's so many things that we can do, but there's a lot of children that can go, you know, they, they family are wealthy, they, you know, they're successful. They can go to these hunts of a lifetime and all of that. Well, to me, what about the little person that don't have all of that, that want to? I know a lot of inner-city kids, if you ask them, or would they be interested in, in spending a day outside? And then speaking on that, I became very good friends with a comedian named Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. And he's from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he take a lot of kids, he mentored them, and they go to a big ranch somewhere out there in Texas. Well, a lot of those kids are in the city. A lot of those kids never got on a horse. A lot of those kids never never uh, uh, handled a firearm, you know, uh, you know, or or. Uh, you know, rod and reel. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of things that I try to be involved in. So when I started this program years ago with my buddy in Utah, it's a great success. And we kind of got away from it a little bit, but that's something I'm looking to strike back up now because I have some uh, really, really nice places over where I live at now. It's very accessible and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So who knows? Maybe me and you can have some kind of little drawing one year and, and, and uh, get some kids from over there to see what it's like over here in Louisiana. Heck yeah. I mean, who who wouldn't want to go hunting or fishing with the mailman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll make it happen, too. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And the website is sfw.net, Sportsman for Fish and Wildlife. Like we said, one of the key points is taking kiddos into the outdoors and there's chapters not only in Utah, but also in uh, quite a few other states as well. We've been involved in, in Alaska. We've been, uh, I think one time a boat was involved in uh, the Wolf Initiative in Minnesota. So it's a lot of different things we do. So uh, that's, that'll be the contact pers- place there is uh, Sports for Fish and Wildlife. Awesome. Yeah, once again, the website is sfw.net. If you uh, want to check it out, we do have to knock out a quick break, but y'all don't go anywhere because the mailman is going to stick around. We'll be right back with more from NBA legend Carl Malone only on the Cabela's All-Star Outdoor Show. And I knew there was something strange about this ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play inside? Frisco Gun Club is a -a one-of-a-kind facility offering a luxury gun range, club, and retail pro shop, selling firearms, ammo, accessories, and apparel. With 36 handgun lanes and full rifle lanes, it's the largest indoor range in the country. Gunsmiths are on-site, and CHL and safety training classes are available. Frisco Gun Club is open to the public and has a variety of annual memberships from entry level to private VIP club complete with full bar, cigar room, and upscale dining. Call 855-FRISCO-CLUB. That's 855-FRISCO-CLUB or visit FriscoGun.com. Opening summer 2013. Need to buy a trailer? Well, Big Tex Trailers is DFW's number one source for trailers. In addition to utility trailers, we have the largest selection of cargoes anywhere. CM Cargoes, Wells Cargoes, Hallmark, Cargo Craft, and Pace. You want it? We got it. Come and get it. Call 972-501-0200 or go to BigTexDFW.com. That's Big Tex Trailers, tough as a Texas Longhorn. Did you know there's a bank that will pay you to be its customer? That's right. Lone Star Ag Credit is a cooperative and, since it's owned by its stockholders, pays millions in dividends each year. That's free money to every borrower. Lone Star Ag Credit serves people all over Northeast Texas, assuring you competitive interest rates on real estate loans, rural home loans, livestock and farm and ranch loans. Contact Lone Star Ag Credit today at 800-530-1252 or on the web at LoneStarAgCredit.com. Equal housing lender. 
Hey y'all, Cable Smith here for Tioga Retrievers. As bird hunters, we expect the most out of our gun dogs. And that's why I sent my sweet girl Belle to Angie and Tim Becker at Tioga Retrievers. Not only were her manners and obedience spot on in the blind and in the field, but Belle picked up over 200 birds in her first season. So whether you want a well-rounded hunting dog or just a well-mannered companion for the home, Tioga Retrievers has you covered. Located in Aubrey, Texas, visit TiogaRetrievers.com. That's T-I-O-G-A Retrievers.com. Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas specializes in exotics such as Axis Deer and Black Buck. Coons Canyon offers quality animals at a price the working man can afford. Right now, save 10% on any package of multiple animals. Military personnel, police, and firefighters also get 10% off. Lodging is available upon request, as are other exotic species. Visit CoonsCanyonRanch.com for your next exotic trophy hunt. That's CoonsCanyonRanch.com. Howdy Outdoors fans, Michael Curview, Internet Manager at Graf Chevrolet. We're proud to be the official dealership of the Lone Star Radio Show. We have a large selection of new Chevys starting at just $12,999. Lowest overhead means lowest price in North Texas. We'll beat any price on a new Chevy guaranteed. Drive a little, save a lot, Chevys are cheaper in Grand Prairie. Call 800-560-3518 or shop online 24-7 at GrafChevrolet.com. Graf Chevrolet, serving Texas Outdoors fans since 1952. Chevy runs deep. Hey, this is the pig man. Thanks for listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Handle on my handles, the name of that one from Aubrey Lynn, England. I'm Cable Smith, and you are listening to the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoors show. Loved or hated, but never ignored. We do it every weekend, and today we are actually visiting with NBA legend and avid outdoorsman Carl Malone. But before we pick it back up with the mailman, this segment is proudly brought to you by Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue and STI Guns. They're based out of Georgetown. They're Texas-made and Texas-owned, and STI specializes in 1911 and 2011 style pistols. You can check out their full line of styles and calibers at sticuns.com, and go Texan, go STI. Well, without further delay, let's go ahead and pick it back up with Carl Malone, as uh, we certainly appreciate you sticking around, Carl. You betcha. Well, let's go ahead and jump right back into it, and uh, Carl... Why don't you tell us a little bit about your fondest hunting memory or possibly uh, your, your craziest deer camp story? I would probably say my fondest uh, hunting memory was probably up in the Northwest ter- Territory when I was hunting my, uh, you know, closing in on my Grand Slam of sheep and I was hunting uh, stone sheep and uh, I was up there and it, it happened to be the, the same uh, canyon uh, where we was hunting at that uh, President Roosevelt was hunting because uh, uh, he was a big sheep hunter. Yes, sir. And it was this rare moment about five years ago where the ram was following a younger ram, and the rams never really do this, and they blew out. We had a once-in-a-million chance for this ram to go to the left. There was no reason why this young ram should have went to the left. They should have went out. The young ram should not have been leading the other rams, uh-huh. but he was. And, you know, I had, it was down to the final day, and uh, we had the hunting guys and the juju going, and <laughs> nothing seemed to be working right. And a storm was coming in, and when we blew them out, and they took off, and I kind of dropped my head. Wouldn't you know it, they was uh, four a mile away on a dead run, to go to the right, and right at the last second, they went to the left, and wow. they came right into this canyon, and it's the canyon that uh, President Roosevelt shot a, a ram or two, and it came in this bowl, and it was just unbelievable. So that would be my most unbelievable hunt, but my probably scariest hunt was hunting uh, leopard in, in Africa at nighttime. That was really eerie, so I never, I never want to do that again by the way not <laughs> so that would probably be my eeriest one but it was the most fun uh-huh. some of my fun some of my funnest memories was hunting in alice texas with todd detmer about about seven eight years ago i came down to his ranch in alice texas 
and uh, it was it was awesome to hunt down there, down by uh, Kirby, Texas, hunting down there. So that's that's my fundies. Very cool. Yeah, what were y'all hunting? I imagine deer and uh, and hogs. Oh yeah, we as they would say, we had a smorgasbord of, <laughs> of animals. We hunted hogs. Uh, we hunted uh, black buck. Uh, hunted uh, 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 white tail. Or you hunted uh, Corsica sheep. Uh, wow. God, you know. Yeah. We, we hunted. Uh, when I left there with the money I dropped down there, when I left, I told I told my my uh, friend that was with me. I said, Well, I'm going back to Louisiana and build me a high fence. <laughs> I'm gonna hunt like that. So I did. <laughs> so it's been awesome, and and we're very excited. So about our our place we got over here. Also, you know, I I become a a little licensed outfitter down here we've got my lone outfitter so i'll be taking hunters and stuff down here uh uh on my on my place down here so i'm awesome. excited about that so, yeah i didn't realize that that's cool so what uh, what kind of uh, animals do you have obviously hogs white tail what exotic oh no no sir no sir don't curse me with them hogs <laughs> don't curse me with these hogs well you know hey, there's boy, only two I, places there's those that have hogs and those that will hey hey Hey, Caleb, if I see a hog on my place, I'm finding you because you just cursed me. <laughs> but, uh, no, we got uh, we got white tail, we got turkey, but in my high fence, I, I really specialize in white tail. I got some, oh, God, I got some 170s, 80-class white tails, and they all free-ranging, got about a 300-some acre, but it's, it's, we got creek bottoms, and uh, we got food plots, and uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty special. And then we got about 1400 acres, not too far from that is free ranging. So uh-huh. when I, uh, but, uh, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, no, we don't have hogs yet. But it's like <laughs> I told you, if we ever get hogs, it's your fault. Well, then I'll just have to come down there and help you kill them. Uh, but Hey Carl, one other thing I wanted to talk about before you, uh, you get out of here. I know you just took a, a part-time assistant coaching job with the Utah Jazz, of course, your former team. So talk a little bit about uh, getting back into the NBA. Well, yeah, and uh, I think that they're, uh, I think that our understanding with each other is, is, is awesome. Well, right now, Cable, last, thing, last time I checked, when somebody say that you're hired, that means that they're paying you right now, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm really easy on the hired part because they're not paying me right now. And if they start paying me, they're going to want me to sit on the bench. Right now, I would be considered an assistant coach, but I'll be more in the consulting role for a while. I got a son that uh, just committed this year. Uh, he'd be going down in the – well, he'd leave uh, Wednesday, enrolled at LSU. He's played football. And I got a younger daughter. So uh, my commitment – oh. Uh, wholeheartedly, I can't commit to say I'm going to be on the bench. But, yes, sir, I do have a consultant slash uh, coaching job, and I'm, I'm looking – I'm excited. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, and, you know, you played so long. Uh, it seems like – I can't remember when you retired, but what, it's been like seven or eight years? No, this will be ten years coming up. Wow. Wow, it doesn't seem like ten, that long. <laughs> This would be ten years in October when wow. I retired. So it's been it's been ten years. I'm 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 kind of I'm getting old now. Yeah, we're both getting old. <laughs> well, so do you miss the game, Carl? Is that why you're getting back into coaching? Well, I miss the camaraderie, but no, I'm 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 going back into coaches be, coaching because I've always wanted to, and and they asked me. But uh-huh. uh, no, I'm not going back because I I I just miss the game. But when you played as long as I do, you miss a lot of elements of it. So I'm just looking forward to getting back in the groove. And it's going to be baby steps now. It's mm-hmm. not going to be me on the bench with with suit and tie and all of that. <laughs> it's going to be uh, time permitted. We're going we're both going to be very creative on the scheduling, and uh, we're going to go from there. But uh, uh, when you play as long as I played, of course you miss the game. But uh, I want to get back into it because. In five years, I know where I want to be in the coaching world. Uh-huh. I can't say where I want to be with that because I don't want people to go crazy, but I got a five-year little plan where I would like to be. <laughs> so this is the start of it. Awesome. Well, Carl, you know, you played for so long, like we said, and, and most of your career, all but one year, I believe, was with uh, the Jazz. Uh, obviously, Utah is a big-game-friendly state, uh, but I imagine with the NBA schedule, y'all usually played like three, sometimes four games a week. 
that that probably made it hard to hunt during the season. Uh, Cable, I did a lot, a lot of hunting in September. Elk and uh, bugling. I did uh, mule deer hunting. I could walk out my backyard and, and with my bow and go mule, mule deer hunting right in the foothills. So I would I would come in and go turkey hunting uh, after if we had the next day off. So, oh yeah, but Utah is unbelievable, big game friendly, and uh, so I had a lot of opportunities to hunt, and I still have those opportunities now to go hunt. I got places where I go hunt up there now. So, but uh, I, I always laugh because I know Colorado is a is an elk place, but I always tell people. They're missing the boat if they don't go to Utah elk hunting. Utah got some of the most unbelievable elk hunt, uh, elk hunting in the in the whole world. That is what I hear. It's uh, definitely on my bucket list. And, and speaking of bucket list, Carl, uh, last thing I want to ask you today is, what is at the top of your list? Uh, well, my bucket list is going out to New Zealand for red stags. That would be my that would be my bucket list list hunt down there is red stags in New Zealand. Here's my thing. When you're hunting a fishing uh, cable, your bucket list never, you never erase it. It just keeps growing. Yeah. So, so when I, when, if I'm able to go to New Zealand, then I have another bucket list on, on something else. So uh, now, I would like to be the deckhand for, for, for a little while on the deadliest catch. <laughs> that's one of my, <laughs> that's one of my bucket, bucket lists. <laughs> which boat? Which boat's your favorite? We've we've had Captain Sig on the show before. Oh God! Uh, oh, I love Captain Sig. I would have to say uh, them and the Time Bandit. Oh yeah, my favorite. Uh-huh. Yeah, those two, the, those and the Time Bandit would be my favorite. Awesome. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, Carl, man, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you here this morning. Uh, definitely enjoyed visiting with you and. You know, maybe in the future we can take a couple kiddos out to your place and uh, and hunt a couple of those hogs that you're destined to have now since uh, I jinxed you. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what. Now that you jinxed me, when I get a hog, I tell you what, they better be quick on the draw because I'm gonna shoot them before they shoot them. But I tell you what, uh, in, in closing, I don't wanna, I don't wanna uh, rush off, but one of the one of the things that uh, I will be doing here in the, in the very near future is uh, uh, helicopter hog hunting. So I'm looking forward to it. will be hunting them in Texas, too, so I'll be helping the Texonians out. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Carl, thanks again, man. You betcha. Thank you very much, and you got my number, okay? Yes, sir. Carl, take care, brother. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> so there he goes, the one and only Carl Malone. Uh, that was a hoot. I tell you what, what a great guy, very friendly uh, that segment, by the way, brought to you by Sendero Seed Company, Texas' premier seed company, offering anything and everything you need to keep your whitetail herd healthy and happy. So give them a call at one eight seven seven six ten seed today and get those food plots in the ground, or you can check them out at SenderoSeed.com. Well, all you waterfowlers out there, get ready, because we are talking ducks, ducks, and more ducks after the break. Uh, we'll look at nesting conditions and a whole lot more with Delta Waterfowl's Vice President of U.S. Policy, John Debney. You're listening to the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Once I was a carpenter and man, my hands were calloused. I could swing a metal mallet sure and straight. Ben Lofton Fencing is Texas' premier fencing company. They apply a design it right, build it right the first time mindset to all projects. And with 15 plus years experience, there's no job they won't tackle. Ben Lofton Fencing specializes in deer and exotic game fences, breeder and handling facilities, water gaps, as well as farm and ranch fences and corrals and working pens. Better Business Bureau certified, they offer the quality and personal service you expect. So for your next fencing project, go Texan and call Mr. Lofton himself at 254-709-1320 or visit benloftonfencing.com. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The System is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's G-O-I-N-Fencing.com. 
Hey everybody, this is Brian Spagnol from TexasMotorCars.com. I'm here today to tell you about the best place in Texas to shop for your next vehicle. TexasMotorCars.com is a family-owned and operated business located in Addison, Texas. We have a huge inventory of pre-owned vehicles and specialize in trucks and SUVs. Please visit TexasMotorCars.com today. Come see me, Brian Spagnola. Our phone number is 972-481-1660. <laughs> The new Bobcat Utility Vehicle is here at Bobcat of Dallas and Fort Worth, and it's hungry. Get ready to work like an animal and love it. Powerful, ultra-comfortable, and sure-footed, this lineup of vehicles delivers legendary Bobcat performance, so you can sink your teeth into a wide range of jobs. With twice the horsepower, 1,850 pounds of payload capacity, and four-wheel independent suspension, you will love it. Stop in at Bobcat of Dallas and Fort Worth to see for yourself. Howdy, folks. This is Ann Watson, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show with my buddy Cable Smith. You know she was right, we were wrong. Nothing more than a pretty song about a boy who loved a girl from San Angelo. That's the music of the Honky Tonk Kid, Aaron Watson, bringing us back on the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Hoffpower Polaris and the 2013 Chevy Silverado. I'm Cable Smith, and uh, we are about to talk ducks here this morning. But first, this segment is proudly brought to you by Real Bark Hunting Blinds, the official blind of the show. Real Bark is Texas-made and Texas-owned and offers the finest in comfort and durability in a hunting blind. Be sure to visit their website at www.realbark.com to see their full line of extreme blinds today. Well, with five months to go before duck season rolls back around, uh, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little stir crazy. I need to get my waterfowling fix in, so uh, we're going to talk ducks now with our longtime friend of the show. Uh, he's the vice president of U.S. policy for Delta Waterfowl, John Devney. Always a pleasure, man. Good to be on with you this morning, Cable. Well, John, we've been doing this every spring for gosh four or five years now. Uh, it's always great to talk ducks with you and. And that's what we do. Springtime means nesting conditions because that is going to directly affect the fall flight. So how are things looking up there in your neck of the woods, up in the Dakotas and on into Canada? Some of your listeners may be amazed, but, you know, we had 23 and a half inches of snow on the 14th and 15th of April. Um, the 14th and 15th of April last year, heck, I'd probably mowed my lawn twice. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yeah, it's been very compressed in terms of uh, trying to get our field season launched, get the trappers in the field, get our research crews in the field. Um, but, you know, that late snow coupled with some timely rains here, uh, I think have actually pretty significantly improved the prospects for the breeding season. Right, right. You know, because we had this terribly late spring um, all over the prairies, but, you know, South Dakota, North Dakota, just... It, you know, spring would never come, and we kept having these big storms. We had 23 and a half inches of snow in Bismarck, and I thought, man, it's really going to be great. We're going to get this extra moisture. Um, it's really going to help out conditions. And when we finally did start to thaw out a little bit, I was amazed to see how this ground ate up 23 and a half inches of snow. Mm. It was very dry here. I was very dry in southwestern Manitoba, and really. Um, there were there were certainly areas that benefited from that those late snows, but really it was this big rain event we had here just a little over a week ago, uh, where we got four four inches of rain over a weekend period, and then have had really kind of wet conditions ever since. That I think has probably really tipped the favors uh, for for sort of promising conditions for this year's fall flight. Um, as far as uh, you know, species by species, you told me just a second ago off the air that. Uh, Mallards and pintails have have pretty much already kicked things off. They're uh, they're they've already started breeding. Um, the rest of them will follow suit here very quickly. What species um, are really on the rise right now, and and which species? You know, in the past it's been uh, really widgeon and scop seem to be the two that uh, have been struggling. Um, has that trend changed at all? Uh, a little bit, you know, that I think if there's three duck species we've been watching with concern here for some number of years, it's been pintail scop and then more, more recently widgeon. Uh, now, scop populations have really fared pretty well 
Oh, for I think we've seen a steady increase in the scop population now for the last six or seven years, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty encouraging. And and last year, actually, the Fish and Wildlife Service liberalized scop hunting regulations across all four flyways. So maybe that population sort of now working around a new norm, and hopefully those trends will continue. Um, the widgeon decline is, has been sort of a very gradual, uh, but sort of mid-term to long-term decline. We don't know nearly as much about widgeon. Frankly, it's surprising. We know less about widgeon than we do about scop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pintails um, has been a bit like we would expect with pintails because pintails really love that those really temporary and seasonal wetlands cable. And so when conditions are really wet, we seem to do quite well with pintails. When conditions dry out, we seem to do quite poorly with pintails. And the other thing is, pintails have done remarkably well in the U.S. prairies over about the last 10 years due to our good wetland resources that we've enjoyed here, plus all that nesting cover provided by CRP and all the native grass we have. So, But last year was the first year in a number of years where we saw pintail populations fall back, probably related cable more than anything to that sort of we had our pond conditions deteriorate pretty significantly from the prior year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Um, and then, of course, the gadwall is a, it's really, a, it's enjoying a heyday like uh, no duck I've seen in, in my lifetime. Yeah, the, you know, there's a there's an entire suite of ducks that are doing extraordinarily well. Blue-winged teal are actually at all-time population, high population levels. Yeah, it's too bad that uh, we never get to shoot fully plumed out blue-winged teal uh, in Texas. They're here in September, and then they're usually gone by the time the regular season starts. Crimea River Cable, you should try to shoot one of those buggers here at the end of September. They are pretty shabby, bud. Yeah, I But, you know, so we've got blue-winged teal, green-winged teal, shovelers, and gadwall have all been enjoying really, really solid populations. But... You know, just to go back to it, you know, a lot of what drove that abundance of those four species has been having a U.S. landscape where we've had, you know, millions of acres of CRP, where we've had good wetland policy on the landscape. And and so, you know, that's been an artifact of what's happened in the past. And unfortunately, I'm not quite as bullish on the future as I am on the past with the loss of CRP and some of the other things we've got coming down the pike as it relates to uh, wetland policy here going on in the prairies. Yeah, and, and that's something else I wanted to talk about today was the CRP situation. If you would uh, give us, I guess, uh, the latest update on that. Well, um, I guess sort of the current status is we're, we've lost an amazing amount of grass cable. In millions of acres. Millions of acres. And, 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 and that's just, frankly, the consequence of really extraordinarily high commodity prices and, and, you know, producers just looking at their balance sheets and saying, listen, I can't, I can't afford to have this land tied up for $27 an acre where I can farm it or cash rent it for 45 And nobody can blame them for that. But we just, we haven't kept pace with conservation with the commodity markets. And, um, you know, we lost 700,000 acres cable, 700,000 acres of CRP we lost September 30th of last year at the end of the federal fiscal year. Mm. So, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, we're losing nesting cover at a scale that's hard for the human mind to conceive. And then the other challenge we've got is in the current Farm Bill debate, um, you know, CRP that at its peak was, you know, had authorized limits over or very near 40 million, uh, is probably going to be cut back down to 24 or 25. So the challenge we have is even for the producers that want to enroll, uh, the parameters are going to be established by Congress are probably far below the demand that farmers and ranchers have for the program here in the northern Great Plains. And it happens to overlap very nicely with where many of your ducks come from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, that's pretty bleak. Um, I know that you guys are doing everything you can to, uh, you know, stop that, that downward, you know, spiral. But uh... Well, I think if... if you know, I have duck hunters all the time ask me, you know, what can I do for ducks? And and if I could ask every duck hunter in the United States of America, to, to, if I could ask him for 10 minutes of his or her time to write their members of the U.S. House of Representatives, write their U.S. senators, and talk to their talk to their elected officials about how important these farm bill programs are to wildlife, how how important it is. I mean, if it 
member of the Texas delegation understands how important CRP is for folks that love to hunt ducks or pheasants or white-tailed deer, they're voting. They're going to vote a little differently, and I, I think it's really important that people let their elected officials know that we care about things like that. We care about things like CRP. It's important that they don't just hear from the organizations, the deltas, the DUs, the pheasants, forever. They need to hear from citizens because ultimately, Delta Waterfall doesn't get a vote. <laughs> the citizens of Texas or North Dakota do, mm-hmm. and it's important that people pass their feelings on to their elected officials. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of people. And not just on this topic, but they hear, you know, write your officials, write, write your elected officials, write your politicians. And I think it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. But here you are, the vice president of U.S. policy for Delta Waterfowl. And that's your one request to, to waterfowlers out there is write your officials. I mean, people really need to take notice. You know, duck hunters, you know, duck hunters don't want to be burdened with politics when they think about how they spend their spare time. You know, they spend time on office politics at the office. They don't like watching the news very much. They get tired of listening to uh, politicians lie to them or cheat from them or some other some other way disappoint them. But, but really, in this day and age, um, you know, if we're going to want abundant ducks, and frankly, the opportunity to hunt them cable, we're going to have to get much more engaged politically, and we're going to have to let folks know when when they're goring our ox. And, you know, most of the duck hunters you hear, I, I hear it all the time on chat forums and in discussions with duck hunters, you know, they all, most of the guys are pretty fiscally conservative. And, hey, I agree with that. But, you know, when it comes to the programs that really are good, good investments of public dollars, like CRP is, the benefits it provides for the dollars we spend, I think I think we just as a community need to step up and shout a little louder, like so many other interest groups do. Mm-hmm. Well, John, apathy is no excuse. Uh, you know, we need to take action, and uh, I don't want my son not to be able to enjoy the same things that I have. Heck, w- the way that that this country continues to change, it might be me in twenty years that uh, doesn't have the opportunity to duck hunt. It's interesting, Cable. I mean, I'm I'll be forty three this fall. And so I'm no old timer by any stretch of imagination. But to a lot of duck hunters, they don't. There've been generations of duck hunters that don't remember what it was like when we had three bird bag limits in the late '80s and early '90s. I don't want to go back to those years. <laughs> I mean, those were grim years. And you know, frankly, I don't. You know, the heck with my children and grandchildren. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck with those. Right on, right on. Well, hey, uh, one other thing we need to hit on here is predator control, something that Delta is passionate about. And uh, it's a philosophy that, you know, causes some controversy, removing one species to protect and ensure the survival of another. And I believe in it 100%. Uh, We need to get those skunks, raccoons, foxes, badgers, bobcats, you name it, out of those nesting areas. I mean, their populations are all fine. It's not going to hurt them. But it definitely does hurt duck numbers. The effort's going really well. Again, though, it, you, because of the late spring, it, it you know usually those guys are in the field full force in March, and and they were in force in March, but boy, they were dealing with big snow drifts, and, and there weren't a lot of raccoons and skunks out plowing around in in really deep snow and really cold temperatures. So, yeah, we're looking forward to another interesting year cable uh, in terms of. You know, this this tool continues to be a tool that we're studying and evaluating and trying to re- refine the application of. But, you know, in a landscape where we're losing the kind of CRP acres that we are, um, you know, nobody's terribly interested in talking about predator management when you hear talks of, you know, 48 million, you know, huge fall flights of ducks and huge breeding populations of ducks. But as we start to see this cover start to disappear from the landscape and the key breeding grounds and our wetland resources start to get more strained or, you know, we start seeing drier conditions, you know, tools like predator management take on that much more importance. And we want to make sure we know what we're doing with this tool, that it's a tool we need to understand if it's truly worthy of investing duck hunter dollars in. And and you know we're getting closer and closer to that answer every day, but you know it can it's science and and needs replication, it needs research, and and we're doing a good job in that regard. Perfect. Well, that's one of the things that attracts me so much to Delta Waterfowl and why I am uh, so proud to be a member. I encourage all of our listeners 
to get involved if you're not already uh, with Delta Waterfowl. And you can go to the website, deltawaterfowl.org. You can find out where there's a local chapter near you, and uh, I encourage you to get involved. John, always a pleasure, my friend. I look forward to touching base again uh, a little bit closer to the season, and we'll get really an accurate reading on what numbers we can expect in that fall flight. Yeah, we'll have much better information. I won't have to be quite quite as prognosticating once we actually have some real numbers to look at in in, uh, in July cable, but uh, at least based on the strength of pretty good moisture events here in the last couple of weeks, I'm a little more confident now than I was uh, than I was late or a few weeks ago. Well, John, thanks again for your time, buddy, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Thanks so much for the time this morning, Cable. So there he goes, John Devney of Delta Waterfowl, joining us from North Dakota up there at Delta Waterfowl headquarters. Always a pleasure to visit with him. I want to thank our other guests today, as uh, we are unfortunately out of time, the great Carl Malone, NBA legend and uh, avid outdoorsman, as well as Brian Smith, who just uh, caught the state record channel cat on his fly rod. We'll have another great show for you next weekend. Uh, Bone collector Travis T-Bone Turner will be here, among others, uh, so you won't want to miss that. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Cabela's Lone Star Outdoors show. Here's a little Jimi Hendrix to take us on home in honor of D-Day, which, of course, we celebrated the anniversary this past week. I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Chevy Silverado is the most dependable, longest-lasting, full-size pickup on the road. And that's just what you'd expect from your truck, the Chevy Silverado. From worksite to home front, dependability based on longevity, 1981 through July 2012, full-size pickup registrations. BioBore EB is the premier gasoline additive that combats the negative effects ethanol has on an engine. Its comprehensive formula is designed to protect marine engines and marine environments, yet also works great in all two- and four-stroke engines. It prevents phase separation and ethanol-related engine problems while stabilizing fuel for 18 months. BioBore's detergents also clean the entire fuel system of carbon and varnishes. BioBore EB has the best treat rate in the industry. One ounce treats an amazing 15 gallons of gas. Available at your local sporting goods store or visit BioBore.com today. Cinnamon Creek Ranch is not your typical archery club. It's a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, a full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located on 80 acres in Roanoke, Texas, and offering over 200 3D targets to shoot at, this one-of-a-kind event facility was designed with the bow hunter in mind. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. We hope you love listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show, because we do, and we're proud to be a title sponsor. Now listen up, we here at Hoffbear Outdoor Superstore have got some great deals for you folks that love the great outdoors. Whether you're needing a brand new Polaris ATV, or maybe a Polaris Ranger, to ride around check your deer feeders, get to and from the deer blind, maybe to get you down to the dove patch, whatever your needs are, we can fix you up with a brand new Polaris today. Now we're also a New Holland tractor and equipment dealer. Now I'm just speculating, but maybe you need a new tractor and shredder to shred around your deer blinds, maybe clean up around deer camp, or maybe even shred a few lanes in those sunflower pack. Now, we've got lots more than just Polaris and New Holland, so come check us out today. Hoffbauer's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. You can check us out on the web at hpolaris.com. Better yet, just come see us. Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas, and in Central Texas for over 48 years now. And folks, we couldn't have stuck around this long. We were steering you wrong.